Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for free. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com slash busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, the greatest tag team wrestler of all time, Bully Ray, and I talk all about AEW Fighter Fest and NXT Great American Bash night number two. We give our take, plus we also get the take of the Busted Open Nation. And how about this? The winner of the main event from Great American Bash night number two. That's right, champion versus champion. Now you're North American champion and your NXT heavyweight champion. Keith Lee joins us right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I think, though, uh, when you look at what took place last night and what took place last week, Fighter Fest, Great American Bash, now it's all said and done. I think it's a win for both companies, and I think it's a win for the fans because I think over the last two weeks we got some really good professional wrestling bully we got some exciting stuff we got some stuff that had some good storytelling to it we got some car crash stuff and dave like we've been speaking about over the past couple weeks coming on the show during this you know during the corona era of pro wrestling trying to extract all the good and all the positive uh i wrote down a lot of stuff from last night and there's some stuff that's questionable that i want to get into you with you and the nation but what i'd love to do is I always love hearing from wrestling fans about what they thought. We could sit here, me and you, and go back and forth about what we liked and didn't like. I honestly want to hear from them. We should do like our, our own little, you know, busted open ratings for the day. What do you think? Yeah, I like the idea. 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT-93. Boy, I think, you know, you and I, especially on Thursday mornings, we're like, all right, who won tonight? Who had the better show? I think, you know, we're going to give our opinions, but yeah, we really want to get the opinion from the Busted Open Nation. So we have Gabby and Andre who are are in the house today for Busted Open. Gabby, our producer, Andre, our AP. So I'm going to ask Andre, our AP, to kind of open up a tally. And I kind of want to hear from the Busted Open Nation, like, which show, I, I think maybe even bully two questions for the nation. Who do you think won last night? And overall, with Fighter Fest and Great American Bash, which event do you think won overall? Because I think more than ever, Bully, that the ratings are meaning more and more, especially right now, especially since NXT is starting to get a taste of winning this ratings race. Because for a long time, for months, it was AEW and NXT was left in the dust. It's kind of taken a reversal of fortune here, but I want to hear from our fans. I want to hear from the nation. Who do you think won last night? And then with both of events, who do you think won overall? You know, we talk about the ratings that will be coming out later today around four or five o'clock. And over the past couple of weeks, the ratings have been very interesting. Two things went on with AEW last night that told me that, you know, they were concerned with the ratings. Actually, there was one thing, because I know the show was taped, but you can tell that they have a concern for this rating and NXT pulling ahead. Did you notice anything different? And it might not have necessarily been about the show. Did you notice anything different? No, nothing really caught my mind. 
lot of social media action last night from the AEW fan base. I'm sorry, the AEW uh, locker room on social media during the events. Interesting. Tony Khan, Cody Rhodes before the event. A lot of people constantly reminding fans that we're on, we're on now. Here's what's coming up next. All great ideas because you always want to keep people engaged because people forget, you know, but but they're they're using their social media platforms to drive people to TNT. I haven't seen as much of that in, the, you know, in the past couple of months, saw a lot of it last week. And it, you can't tell me that both of these companies are not concerned about the competition or not concerned about the ratings. Hell, Hunter went on record about a week ago to say that this is good competition. And, you know, I'll always go back to what Jericho said when he came on the show, you know, with us about a year ago. He said it's not a war. Yeah, it is a war. It, it really is. Because these two companies are vying for the other company's wrestling fan and doing whatever they have to do. I mean, look at both shows last night, Dave, especially AEW. They threw a lot of stuff up against against the wall. Yeah, they really did. And this is where AEW has the advantage. When it comes to NXT, listen, Monday nights, there is no competition. Friday nights for SmackDown, there is no competition. You have competition with NXT, with AEW. But, and a lot of things, and this is something we're going to get into as well today, Bully, is that there always is the fear of who you're watching on a Wednesday night on NXT might not be there the next week, you know, because there is that main roster push of Raw and SmackDown. Case in point is the main event last night, and we're going to talk to the winner, which is Keith Lee. He's going to be joining us at 10 a.m. Eastern time. But now there's a lot of speculation. Is Adam Cole now moving to Raw or SmackDown? AEW doesn't have that problem. Their show is the show that you watch on Wednesdays. Their roster is the roster you're going to see each and every Wednesday night. When it comes to NXT, there's a lot of moving parts. Now, there's the negative aspect where, hey, a wrestler that you're watching today might not be there tomorrow. But as we saw last week with Sasha Banks, you could pluck somebody from that main roster, put them on NXT, and pop a rating like they did last week. You know, you just brought up Adam Cole, baby, and just watching him last night, um, he's so damn good at what he does. I, I love all of the in-between stuff that he does. I love his selling. I love his registering. I love his facials. I love it when Keith Lee hit the power bomb on him and he grabbed the rope with one finger, just little things. My concern for Adam Cole would be if he did move up to the main roster and Vince didn't see him. And, I, and I'm talking about his size because we know how Vince feels about smaller guys at times. Yes, some smaller guys have been very successful under Vince's eyes, but the majority of smaller guys just fall by the wayside. I mean, I think even when Gargano and Ciampa were up there for a cup of coffee, they weren't really doing everything that they were doing down in NXT. I could be wrong, but my, my, my memory tells me they weren't. Yes no, no, if you if you remember, that was right in the middle of their feud, Gargano and Champa. And then when they went to the main roster, they put them together as a tag team. There you go. Without with which really didn't make any sense. And then they brought them back to NXT and they went back to their feud again. Um uh, on like I think Adam Cole could be the guy will be successful no matter where he wrestles in the world. But on Raw or SmackDown, he could get lost in the shuffle. Maybe less on SmackDown than on Raw, because sometimes Vince just... And, and listen, anybody who's brutally honest in the wrestling business will admit this. Vince likes bigger guys, always has. And if you're a smaller guy, you have to have this... You have to have that certain something special to catch his eye, to make him want to push you. We know that Adam Cole is a great wrestler. We know he can cut a hell of a promo. Is that going to be that something different that's going to catch Vince's eye? I don't know. I think as long as uh, Adam Cole is in NXT, the sky is the limit. But I don't know. I, I think in NXT, there's a ceiling. 
I, I right. would agree with you. And as you're, what you're saying makes a lot of sense because my wheels are turning a little bit because who are the champions in the WWE right now? Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre. I mean, you talk about size. Both those guys have it. And then the two arguments that a lot of fans would say in what you're saying right now would be CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. CM Punk, even though at a time he was champion, he was never in the main event. That was one of his big gripes, right? Even at WrestleMania, even being a champion, he wasn't in the main event. And then Daniel Bryan, they had other plans for Daniel Bryan, but the fans took over everything that was taking place, and they kind of, in the last minute, changed the plans for WrestleMania 30. Don't forget, it was Batista you know, that won the Rumble. Their plans was all about Dave Batista and not about Daniel Bryan. And it quickly was changed because it was such a groundswell. So it took two things to really make a difference in the WWE in this world that we're living in right now in the WWE, where it seems like, once again, size matters, especially when it comes to Vince McMahon. I think Adam Cole could get lost on Raw or SmackDown. With with uh, Daniel Bryan, it was that massive tsunami of a fan base just saying, this is the guy that we want, and we're not going to let you stop us from backing him. Punk has more size than Adam Cole right off the bat, and he's got an edginess to him. Um, I just wanted to put it out there that I am a big fan of Adam Cole's work. I think he's really great. But with a guy like that, I'm concerned when they get moved up to the main roster. Yeah, and I just don't want to see it. I, I, I love Adam Cole. I, I've said it. I say it each and every week on social media. I think he's the greatest NXT champion of all time. And really, I don't want to see him move from NXT because especially like with what we got last night, the competition, you want to see both shows at their best. NXT is a much better show with Adam Cole than they are without Adam Cole. And already they've got the ball rolling from what you watched in that main event once Keith Lee won that championship is they showed Karrion Cross with Scarlett. So you already know it's going in a certain direction. So I'm interested to see what happens to Adam Cole, but I hope Adam Cole stays because it's not just about Adam Cole, Bully. It's about Undisputed Era. Like if Adam Cole was to move on to Raw or SmackDown, does that mean the entire Undisputed Era would move with him or they would have a new leader? I don't know. But all I know is that NXT is a much better show with him than without him. Two things. Uh, when it comes to the Undisputed Era and Adam Cole, I could see th the other three guys in Undisputed Era turning on Adam Cole and making Adam Cole a huge babyface in NXT. I think that definitely could work. Secondly, when we're talking about Adam Cole and the main roster, let's take a look at who Adam Cole faced last night. Keith Lee. Keith Lee, now your NXT champion and your North American champion. We saw Keith Lee at the Royal Rumble this year. Who did Keith Lee have a memorable moment with Brock face to face with Brock Lesnar, right? Yep. You think Brock would ever give that face to face moment with Adam Cole? Probably not. Definitely not. Not probably. It just ain't happening. So these are my concerns for him. I think there's still a lot of stuff. And plus, if we ever got to Adam Cole versus a carrying cross, Adam Cole versus everybody in the Undisputed Era, there's still a lot of good things for him to do within NXT. But it's funny now because you are you look at your world champions in the WWE, Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre, and Keith Lee. That's a lot of size when it comes to championship gold in the WWE right now. Vince has always liked big men. You know that. And the only time we see smaller guys with championships is, is when Vince doesn't have that bigger guy that he feels that he can rely on. Um, and guys like Strowman and, and, um, and Drew remind him <clears throat> of that old school, you know, huge pro wrestler that he used to have in the 80s. Uh, and, but guys that can do a lot more than just go north, south, east, west, clothesline, and body slam. Obviously, yeah. we get that, you know, especially with Drew. 
this is Nicole Auerbach, and I want to invite you inside the Coaches Clubhouse, a brand new podcast from SiriusXM that examines what drives coaches on and off the sidelines. We talk to coaches from all different sports and all walks of life about their passion for the profession, their mentors, philosophies, and stories, and also what they care about when they're outside the spotlight. We'll give you a unique perspective on some of the greats in their profession, from Olympic coaches to Super Bowl champions and everyone in between. New episodes out every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Congratulations are in order for not only your North American champion, but your NXT heavyweight champion. He is now at the top of the mountain on NXT. And judging from our phone calls today, Bully, the wrestler that everyone is talking about, the one and only Keith Lee. Keith Lee, congratulations, buddy. Oh, thank you so very, very much. Greetings and salutations, Jens. How are you doing? We're doing great, Keith. You must be uh, feeling pretty good this morning, uh, being uh, a double champion. Uh, uh, right off the bat, how does it feel for you? Um, what's it like? Take us through your thought process, being able to be, uh, you know, on top of the food chain in NXT. Uh, I would say that it's a little surreal. It hasn't really sank in just yet. Um, it's it's cool looking at this morning, and everything seems a little brighter, and a little more vibrant than normal, a little more colorful. And I'm not in as much pain as I expected to be, but um, overall, I'm feeling quite excellent. I may even get up and get a little workout in after this, and I'm just excited to see what's going on in the future, man. That's, that's really what it is right now. And this future is bright. You know, You know, Mark Henry is one of the hosts on this show as well. He talked a lot when you first entered NXT about when you were going to get an opportunity. When were you going to be on TV more? And then you took the most of your opportunity to the point now that you were in that championship match last night. You know, talk about just the last year and what a ride it's been for you with NXT. Uh, yeah, I talked a little bit about this yesterday because uh, some of the other guys were kind of prodding me about things. It's kind of interested to learn a little bit, which was refreshing to see. It's It's been really interesting to go from, I was basically just getting matches sprinkled in here and there. And from there, it's just one opportunity showed up in a match that's came in the form of Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic, who's obviously another excellent competitor. And from there, it just kind of exploded, not only with the WWE Universe in itself, but um, maybe maybe some eyes opened and they decided to give me more opportunities. And my only thought process was that each time I, an opportunity would rear its head, I felt like my job was just to smash it as best as I can. And that's, that's all I've been trying to do each time one came. Do my best to make the most of each one. Keith, in the world of WWE, we know that it's about moments. What kind of moments we can create? Sometimes it's not about the match. Which was a bigger moment for you? Being face-to-face with Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble in January or being able to hold those two championship belts up last night? Mm. So I would even add I would even add Survivor Series to this list of, of moments. But at the end of the day, I don't think anything screams a moment louder than becoming the first ever singles double champion at that at that computes that you first time in history when you're when you're making history I feel like that outweighs many things. Um and I have etched my name in the history books as the first ever North American and NXT champion at the same time. I give all the credit to Roman and Brock when it comes to those moments. But this one right here is my moment. Like this is, it's, it's a big deal. Not only because you had a champion that was champion for over 400 days and a guy that's been grinding like nobody's business, get an opportunity and make the most of this opportunity as well. But then create history and then 
who knows what happens after this. To me, this is this is momentum. This is magic. This is a fortuitous event that I hope to capitalize on in ways that even I haven't fathomed just yet. You know, Keith, you know, we played that clip from last night where Mara was talking about your victory and you being a double champion and also mentioned your grandmother and your grandmother looking down at you with those two championship titles above your head. I know that she was a big influence you uh, for you becoming a fan in pro wrestling in the first place. So, you know, what were some of your thoughts that were going through your mind and were you thinking of your grandmother when you were holding those titles belts ab- above your head? I would say my mind was absolutely race, racing in that moment because dude, that was a battle. <laughs> let's, let's start with that. Um, uh, my body was hurting in so many different locations. Um, that was probably one of the first things. But once things settled down, I realized this is done. This is, this is complete. This is the end of it. Then, yeah, at that, at that time, it's like, okay, now what's on my mind is NXT as a whole, the locker room, and my grandmother, and my coach that just passed. Matter of fact, funeral was the day before, and, and it's all of it came together in a very powerful feeling, a very powerful moment. And I think the culmination of all these things is what makes it so special for me personally. You know, Keith, I'm for, I'm going to turn 49 next week. So I've been watching pro wrestling for about 40 years. And you just mentioned, you know, your mentor and, and your coach. And, you know, we just recently lost, as you said, uh, you know, killer Tim Brooks. And he was such an influence in the territories uh, how much of an influence was he for you? And, and what were some of the things that he taught you, you know, leading to, to this great moment from last night? Uh, well, first of all, I would say congratulations and an early happy birthday to you, good sir. Um, <laughs> Killer, Killer is someone that has been the influence in my career. I have learned a lot from a lot of different people. Um, and some don't even remember the things that they've said to me. They've been in passing or moments where I was an extra backstage back in 2008 or 11 or whatever it may be. And I may, you know, meet somebody and then want to pick their brain and see if I can kind of finagle some information out of them. And they might give me a little trinket of knowledge and they don't realize it, but I cherish those little bits of knowledge and those are things that I've held on to and used in my career. Killer, from the very first moment we met, essentially told me I would be an anomaly in this sport. He told me right out the gate I would do something special if I stuck with it. And for a long time, I, I wasn't sure. Um, but thanks to him and, and for the guys that um, when Killer didn't do something physically, then I had two excellent trainers, and they're not big names or anything, but I will name these guys because they deserve it because without them, I wouldn't have developed in the way that I did at the speed that I did. But their names are Paul Ingram, and the other's name is Craig Maderos. And without that trio of gentlemen, I don't think I would have been anything like I am because a lot of my training was also very mental, not just physical things. And the mixture of these two things allowed me to grow at what I would consider to be an exponential rate because I was able to have matches within two months of my training. And decent, easy, solid matches and present myself in a manner that was unexpected of someone who's only trained for two months. So I give a lot of credit to those three guys. So yes, to say the very least, the influence the killer has had has been monumental, massive, enormous, and I cherish it so very much to this day, just like I cherish his family still. 
Keith, obviously you're talking about Killer Tim Brooks and all of the other people that have helped you out along the way. Uh, You're lucky enough in NXT to be surrounded by a lot of great wrestling minds, minds like Triple H, Road Dogg, um, Shawn Michaels. When it comes to learning the psychology of pro wrestling and the art form that goes on in the middle of that ring, who have you found to be the biggest help in NXT and who have you learned from the most? Oh, that's difficult. Um, obviously, you know, I've picked a lot of different brains and sat with a lot of different people and even just had random conversations at lunch to just learn what I can, sponge up what I can, um, because I wasn't around a lot of these guys coming up as, as I did. But if I had to say that someone helped me the most, that credit would absolutely go to Terry Taylor. And he has shaped a lot of what you see today. And I feel like he has been an enormous help in me learning different subtleties in this sport. And hopefully, you know, I don't think that I've mastered them all just yet, but I think that I will continue to work on them and hopefully be a shining bright star to also represent him as I continue on because he's someone that I appreciate greatly. I I express it to him often, but I don't know if he knows how much I appreciate him. So I would say that for sure. You know, Keith, we had a caller, Izzy, earlier on in the show that said that she felt like you as champion could take NXT to another level. Adam Cole was a great representation of NXT, but you're the type of champion that, you know, you could be on Nickelodeon award show. You could be on a daytime talk show because you have that type of character and that type of personality. And also you look like like that old school quintessential pro wrestler with your size and then surprising people with your, quickness are you ready for that like are you ready now to to show what it's like to be a champion in the wwe because i'm sure you know that being a champion in the wwe is not just what you can do in the ring but also what you can do outside of the ring you know being a part of radio interviews being a part of tv are you ready for that now that you're champion i don't think it's just now i think i've been ready for that um and I, and I look forward to doing those things, honestly, because things like that are things that I enjoy. Those things, I enjoy influencing others, and I enjoy giving knowledge to others and, and inspiring others and doing my best to be a kind of leader that will make some decent human beings in this world because we lack them, clearly. So as many young minds as I can help create or build or empower with knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. Without question that I'm more than ready and more than excited to also do those things. So to that, I say, bring it on. Let's go. <laughs> you know, Keith, when I watch you against a guy, against a guy like Dijakovic, I'm really impressed by what the two men of your size can do and do well, and do clean, and do safely. When I watch you versus uh, Adam Cole, I'm impressed by the psychology of the match and the work rate. Um, Which talent in NXT has brought the best out of you, whether that's in the middle of the ring or has challenged you mentally in the back? That's a difficult one. Um, I have to give it to both Cole and Dajakovic. Dajakovic pushes me physically to realms that I don't typically need to venture to, if that makes sense. So a lot of what I do in terms of opponents is adaptive to the person that I am across from. I think that any athlete can tell you that sometimes there are opponents that push you to another level and make you reach points in your abilities that you didn't know that you could reach. And Dijakovic has that ability 
um, with me. And it starts with how hard he hits me. <laughs> it immediately wakes me up, and it creates almost a different level of uh, adrenaline. Uh, and then when you have a guy that's just an absolute stud, freak, athlete, hyper-athlete, whatever you want to call him, he is not normal. You have to reach a little bit because not only is he able to do all these athletic things, but he's also resilient. He hits you really hard. And if you don't step up, he will eat you alive if you let him. And then on the other hand, you have Mr. Cole, who is completely different in size, completely different in athletic ability, but he is so smart in the ring. And when we talk about people being ring savvy, when we talk about people being ring generals, when we talk about ring awareness, to me, Adam Cole is one of the best on this planet. And I give props. And even when we're done with this, I'm going to put out a post that shows us shaking hands after the match because that guy is someone, even with everything that he's done in the past, big respect. Because he faced me straight up and down. But look at where he pushed me. The guy is crafty. The guy is smart. The guy is wily. And he's aware. He knows what he's about. He knows how to carry himself. And he knows how to bring it in the ring. And that's all that really matters to me. Because competition is everything for Keith Lee. So, yeah, both of those guys are both on different sides of the spectrum, if you will. Okay, well, sticking with these two guys, you talked about you know, you mentioned the size difference. So when I see a guy like Dominic Dijakovic take you off your feet, it's completely understandable because that's a big man taking another big man off his feet. One good clothesline, one good punch. I get it. Uh, when I see a guy like Adam Cole taking you off your feet sometimes, and I've been a little critical about this on this show, I say, to, I say I wish Keith would protect his size a little bit more. Do you feel that you're a little too generous? And is this something that ever concerns you working, ha- having to bump uh, a little bit too much for guys that are considerably smaller than you? Um, so yeah, sometimes it's a bit of a concern, but I think that I do my best to work within the realms of what I've given. And uh, I don't know. I think personally, it took Adam Cole a lot to get me off my feet. Um, we have never wrestled on television. So that was our first match. And I know that I got kicked so many times before (laughs) I went down. So to me, not only did I protect myself in that match, and please feel free to go back and watch it, but that guy's the champ, and he's been the champ for a long time. And if one does not respect the person they're in the ring with, how can you receive respect back? So, yeah, it's a concern often because there are so many situations where there are size differences. But I don't think that being generous in creating a competitive atmosphere is necessarily harmful under the right circumstances, if that makes sense. Well, Keith Lee, we really thank you for your time. Congratulations. You know, Mark Henry, just who's listening to the interview, just tweeted out that you're the future of the WWE. I agree, but I also think you are the now of the WWE as well. Double champion on NXT. Congratulations and thanks so much for the time. And, and, and again, we really appreciate everything you're doing in and out of the ring. Thank you so much, Keith Lee. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Jake Query of the IndyCar Radio Network for Sirius XM Sports. Scott Dixon made it two for two in the 2020 NTT IndyCar Series, taking the checkered flag of the GMR Grand Prix at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. The series next takes the green flag for a doubleheader in the Dairyland. Race one of the Rev Group Grand Prix at Road America in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, begins Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern and can be heard on Sirius Channel 211, XM Channel 205, and the Sirius XM app. Just talk to Keith Lee. Very, very interesting answers from Keith Lee. Chill dude. The most okay. Chill dude. Chill right. Chill dude. Very chill. Chill or tired? I'm gonna go with chill. 
Because, okay, fair enough. And here's why. Because when you're tired, you give kind of short answers. He didn't give short answers. He gave some interesting, lengthy answers that I think we definitely can piggyback from after that interview. So you said a lot of interesting answers. Which one did you find most interesting? I thought what really hit me the most was when he was talking about Killer Tim Brooks. And here's why. He talked about Killer Tim Brooks. He talked about Terry Taylor. We talk a lot here on Busted Open, Bully, about some of the younger wrestlers maybe not taking advantage of some of the veterans that are in the back. Listening to Keith Lee, you could tell, and he said it, he likes to pick the brain of the people who have been there and done that. When he meets some of the veterans in the back, he takes nuggets from everything that they say, and he uses them. Even he even said, like, you know, maybe even putting some some of it in his back pocket to use later. To me, listening to Keith Lee, he's respectful. He understands the importance of those veterans, and he uses what those veterans say in his game later on. I thought that was a really good answer by Keith Lee. You know, listening to Keith talk um, and listening to him tell the story about how killer Tim Brooks told him, you're going to be an anomaly in this business. You're going to be very different. He re- Do you remember the movie Blue Chips with Nick Nolte and Shaq? Yep. Remember when they found Shaq and Shaq was just this raw, untapped insane potential that nobody had ever seen. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of what like Keith Lee reminds me of in the beginning of his career. Like, you know, it's there. The size is there. The athletic, the ability is there. We got to get this guy in front of the right people. We got to fill his mind with the right information, the right psychology, and then he'll make it. So he kind of reminded me of that. Um, uh, what was his name? Uh, Nathan Boudot in, yeah. in blue chips went, and you know, going on to become a star. Um, I, I liked his answer about the, you know, about the coming off of his feet too much. It, I, I I could tell that it is on his mind and he needs to be more protective of it. And if he ever went up to Raw or SmackDown, it would be instilled upon him to be more protective of it. Especially if a guy like Brock has intentions of working with you let's say brock takes a look at keith and say all right keith in six months or a year it's going to be me and you brock is going to tell a guy like keith lee protect yourself keep yourself credible come off your feet when it's the right time to come off your feet and that's what makes keith lee a more credible opponent for Brock Lesnar, because of a guy like Cole, and, and I understand that Cole chopped him down last night. I wasn't necessarily talking about last night's match as opposed to all of the Keith Lee matches I've seen with smaller guys. Um, the more Keith Lee keeps himself credible, the bigger that match is with a guy like Brock or a guy like Roman or a guy like True or a guy like Braun. Another thing I loved what he said was when you talked about that moment with Brock and what was more important, that face-to-face with Brock and that interaction with Roman or what we had last night. And he said how important those moments were, but this moment was my moment. I really like that and the fact that like, hey, yeah, this is like a personal goal achieved, but those seeds have been planted whenever there is going to be a story with Brock Lesnar. They can always go back to that, but I know like where he was. And we talked about that too, where, you know, for a while he wasn't even on TV and knowing that he was signed to NXT. It's like, where's Keith Lee? Where's Keith Lee? And then taking advantage of those moments and the wake up call was with Dominic Dijakovic and how, you know, that guy could hit you and it wakes you up. I really think that was the moment because I know it from our show. Those matches with Dominic Dijakovic took Keith Lee to another level. Interesting tweet that just came over the uh, the old Twitter machine. We were just talking about Keith Lee being sounding extremely laid back and chill. Vanessa in Ontario says Keith Lee is so soft spoken that he forces you to listen to every word he is saying. I'm invested every time. That's good. That's that Jake 
esque quality where the, you you make people want to listen to you. It's not over the top. It's not yelling. It's not screaming. It's not forced. So um, he's resonating with certain people by the way he comes off. And listen, Bully, we've had interviews with wrestlers where, you know, they like as soon as you hear them talk, you're like, oh, boy, they're not into this. We've had a couple examples of that. We're like, oh, ah, this is. Uh. And at first, when I first heard Keith Lee's voice, I'm like, oh, boy, this this is this is uh, this isn't going to go well until he gave his first answer. And then when he gave his first answer, Vanessa is right. Like he's soft spoken, he's chill, but he gave you gold with his answers. He took it again. Like if this was a get yourself over Monday, not that Keith Lee needs to get himself over by any stretch of imagination. Just watch what he did last night. He's already gotten himself over in the ring, but it's different getting yourself over in the ring and then starting to do talk shows and starting to do radio and starting to do TV. He makes you listen. He gave you gold. I remember every answer that he gave. That was a very memorable interview. And he didn't need to scream and shout to get what he said over. He did it by his answers and being detailed. And you know what I also I love by what Keith Lee said? He called pro wrestling a sport. He didn't call it sports entertainment. He didn't say our business. He didn't say the show. He called it a sport. It's very rare on this show that a guest has called professional wrestling a sport. And a lot of times with WWE guests, we hear sports entertainment. Hey, you know what, guys? In our business, we need to do that. He called it a sport. Very unique in 2020, Bully. I mean, uh, I can understand the point of view, but the only place professional wrestling will ever be a sport is in the back. Because then it's really me versus you. Out in the ring, it's us together. In the back, it's me versus you. And I, and I understand some people like to call pro wrestling sport. I know you love the idea of hearing pro wrestling being called a sport as opposed to sports entertainment. But we have to be very honest with ourselves when we look at professional wrestling. It is entertainment. And I think sports entertainment is, is, is a perfectly acceptable word for the art form that is pro wrestling. The experts of MLB Network Radio. Watch how you're landing if you're pitching. You're not in line. So now you're losing power. You're losing strength. Ryan Spielborgs. You're going to have arm side run. You're not going to be as accurate. You're going to lose power. You're going to lose velocity. That's where we're at. It's no longer a field. Now we can actually take data from force plates that can show you you're costing yourself energy. Baseball talk at the next level. MLB Network Radio. Sirius 209 XM 89. And on the Sirius XM app. Keith Lee holding both belts, great. Dr. Britt Baker stole the night. I'm sorry. Her getting hit with the piece of paper and selling it like she just got hit with a sledgehammer, to me, was amazing. She's amazing, I, Dr. Britt Baker. I hope she comes on TV next week with her nose all taped up, oh, like black God. and blues under her eyes. It, it was <laughs> Dr. Britt Baker! Baker. Oh, Somebody yeah. get me Britt Baker! We need a par- we need a Dr. Britt Baker parody song with Get Me a Doc. Somebody get me a doctor. Are you ready to get to the Busted Open Nation? Let's go to the nation. Oh yeah. Let's go to Jaden in Illinois. Jaden, what'd you think? NXT Great American Bash. NXT was better than AEW these past two weeks, in my opinion, by a very close margin because I think it was 50-50, AEW won week one, NXT won week two, but I think NXT overall had the better two shows. All right, so Jaden, why? Give us the reason why that you felt that, uh, especially in night number two, NXT had the advantage. Well, it started out with a really good street fight. That, to me, beat Private Party and Hangman Adam Page and Omega's match by just a little bit, but it was a really good match. They put it all out on the line, and then Johnny Gargano and Isaiah Swerve Scott had a great match, and AEW had some good matches in the middle. So did NXT. NXT had that double title match 
at the end, and it was perfect. It was a perfect ending with Keith Lee, and I think that is the reason that NXT was better than AEW, but just a smidge. All right, I, I like that everyone is saying, whether they pick AEW or they pick uh, NXT, that it was very, very, very close. I, I Again, I think top to bottom, I would give the advantage to AEW on night number one and night number two. But at the same time, I got to give the advantage to NXT when it came to the main events, and I got to give the edge to NXT when it came to big moments. It was very, very, very close, Bully, between the two shows the last two last two weeks. It really was, and that's why uh, you know I'm enjoying coming on the show and talking about all the positives that are going on because you know, much like we talked about on Tuesdays, we got three hours of entertainment on Monday. We got four hours of entertainment last night, no matter which show you watched first or whatever you DVR'd, if you watch them at the same time, whatever. Lots of great stuff. I think the majority of our conversation is based on both shows opening matches and their main events. You know, what are the most important matches on the card? The last one and the first one. And that's what we're seeming to talk about. And there was a lot of good in the middle. I think Gargano and and uh, Swerve Scott is kind of getting lost in the conversation because of all of the other, you know, pomp and circumstance going on, whether it's the women's street fight or Keith Lee and uh, uh, and um, and Adam Cole talking about Jericho and Cassidy. And we're talking about that opening tag or Taz, you know, lots of good stuff happened last night, whether you, you know, no matter which show you watched. Isaiah, I love Isaiah Swerve Scott. I was I was really hoping he would get the win because that win would have meant a lot to Isaiah Scott moving forward. I don't think if Johnny Gargano would have lost, I don't think it would have hurt him at all. I think I kind of feel like that was a missed opportunity on NXT last night. Let's go out to Bruce in Connecticut. Bruce, what'd you think? Fighter Fest, Great American Bash. What did you choose? I'm gonna have to go with Great American Bash by a hair because you look at the two weeks combined, first week definitely seemed like I'd give it to AEW, but last night, just that matchup between Keith Lee and Adam Cole just sold me completely. It, and overall, in the night in general, it was amazing, too. You know what, Bruce? Um, you know what, Bruce? Really quick, I wonder if AEW got hurt last night because they did not have that Brian Cage, John Moxley match for the championship. You know, I, I completely agree with you on that. I think the fact that we missed out on that match definitely took away some of the it factor for, especially in terms of audience wise, people wanted to see that championship match, even though Jericho and Jericho put on a show and made people literally, in my opinion, made people pay attention to Cassidy more in a serious light now after that performance. But it just didn't have that much of a factor compared to that championship match. All right, Bruce. Well, thanks for the phone call and thanks for the ranking. It sounds like a lot of our fans, Bully, are saying that AEW won last week, NXT won this week, and then combined NXT won in just a hair. Overall, you liked AEW better, though, last night, didn't you? From top to bottom, yes. Listen, fair enough. It, it's it, it's hard, you know. I think it's just going to come down to brand loyalty when it comes to this week. I don't think any AEW fan is going to say NXT had the better show, or any NXT fan is going to say AEW had the better show. I'm enjoying listening to all the fans call in and you know give their own personal takes, and they all have pretty good reasons. Yeah, let's go out to Vinny and Staten Island, Vinny, AEW or NXT, my friend. I'm, a, I'm an NXT guy, but I had to go with AEW because that's actually yeah. pretty funny. Thanks, go man. ahead. Appreciate it, man. Good job, buddy. Just shove it right up my old uh, backside. <laughs> go ahead, Vinny. I didn't mean my disrespect, Bully. Uh, no, no, it's all good. Don't worry you're, about you're, it. You're, you're a little out of line. Uh, 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 you're a little out of line. A little bit. A little, little bit. Little bit. Uh, uh, uh. Drinks are on the house. <laughs> Drinks are on the house. When you put when you put FTR and the Young Bucks together, Vinny, you I don't know, know if you heard, but I don't shine shoes no more. <laughs> no, you don't, boy. No, you don't. No, you don't. Uh, All right, go ahead. I like I like I like I like AEW, but the reason why I liked AEW a little bit more, I didn't think NXT needed the champion first champion title. That match itself, Lee first Cole, because I had line any takeover. Um, to me, 
WWE have put themselves in a little bit of a pickle to see what they do going further. Is the title vacated? Are you going to see a tournament? Or is that going to be no more North American title? Because to me, I think Keith Lee should have dropped the North American title to somebody who could carry it for a little while and him chasing Cole for a little while. Because I felt like they, they were panicking what Firefest was bringing to the table. And they're just like, let's just go all in right now. Because we all know after what NXT happened last night, Karrion Cross is walking in the, in the rearview mirror, and he's the guy that's probably going to beat Keith Lee later on. So I think they, they dropped the ball a little bit, but the Keith Lee on call match was phenomenal, but AEW had a little better talent and card-wise going into this. All right, Vinny, really good phone call and a great point by Vinny because now you have both those titles for, on Keith Lee, the North American Championship and the Heavyweight Championship. They could do like we've seen with B- Becky Lynch where, you know, Keith Lee goes up against Karrion Cross, and it's just for the North American Championship and Karrion Cross keeps the North American Championship and Keith Lee continues to be the Heavyweight Championship. You kind of paint yourself into a corner when you have a champion holding out the two championship belts. Dave, I, to me, I'm not a fan of North American championship. It's, it's an inconsequential. NXT should not have two championships in my, in my opinion. There should just be the North. There should just be the NXT championship or heavyweight championship, whatever you want to call it. What's the difference between the NXT championship and the North American championship? The North American championship, I guess, is just like the U.S. championship or the intercontinental championship. It's a, it's secondary. I, I, I don't even, I, I don't want to disrespect the, the, I think they do a good job of trying to keep credibility on that championship. So I don't want to say that, but okay. Yeah, you're right. It is secondary. It just, it, 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 it doesn't mean anything to me. I want a championship to have a clear cut definitive meaning. I know why a tag team, you know, has a tag team championship. I know why, you know, the women's champion. I know why a cruiserweight champion. What's the difference between the NXT and the North American? Zero. I could care less if they got rid of it tomorrow. That's why I don't want to see Keith Lee lose one and hold on to the other because that just tells me that if he loses one and not the other, he could have lost both both at the same time. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.